This special episode of More Than a Few Words features one of the six speakers for the Digital Toolbox Conference. It's brought to you by the Indiana Small Business Development Center. Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg. This is Lorraine Ball, and today I get to do one of my favorite things, which is hang out with my friend Jennifer Riley Simone. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, Lorraine. Jennifer and I have worked together on and off for a number of years, and we share, I think, a lot of common attitudes on blogging. Absolutely. Which is going to be your topic at the conference. Yes, and it is one of my favorite things to talk about. So as people are thinking about blogging, one of the things that I hear, and I think that that a lot of people are very resistant to because they're like, well, what do I write about? How do I come up with topics and ideas? What do you tell them? Well, it is the most difficult part of coming up with a blogging plan is what you're going to be talking about. It's even hard for me as a marketer to figure out what am I going to say? I feel like everybody already knows what I'm talking about, but that's not actually the case. The key, I think, to figuring out what to write about is remembering that this is actually not about what you want to say and um, the things that you find important. It's about what your target market would like to hear. And, you know, that's the whole reason why you really need to be blogging. You need to be sharing content that prospective customers are looking for, answers to questions that they have about what you do. Exactly. So you, oh, I think what you have to do first is release this idea of my customers need to know this about me. If you go back to the kinds of questions that your customers are always asking. So if you are a plumber and you walk into somebody's house to get, provide a quote on something, what are the normal questions that people ask you? you can be putting that out into a blog. So you show your expertise or you get rid of their worries right up front. And speaking about worries, pain points is another thing that you can be talking about. Why do people call your service or look for your product in the first place? What problem are you solving? Mm -hmm. You can be talking about that. And hopefully it's many problems that you're solving. So you may have five or six blogs just coming from the problems that you solve. And I'm going to go back to something you said, particularly home service. You have, if you're in plumbing, roofing, electrician, your customer service team is answering questions all day long. And my guess is they're answering the same questions. Yes. Exactly. So reaching out to the people who are customer facing is a great way to come up with those topics because they know exactly what is worrying the client base. Okay. So what if I'm not really in a high volume business? You know, a plumber may get a hundred calls a day. So that's great source material. What if I'm more of a consultant and maybe I only have you know, a good day is three to five conversation. Three to five conversations. Where do I find my content? I believe that that comes from the interaction that you are having with your projects. So you can come out with, here's the problem that my client had. This is how we work together, what it is that I did to solve that problem. And 
here's how happy are the results of, of what it is that we work together. So kind of a case in point is an interior designer. I write mm-hmm. a lot for interior design, very large projects. So 10 to 25 a year can be a, is a healthy interior mm-hmm. design firm, actually a very busy interior design firm. So we write a lot about the kinds of projects that they do from beginning to end. We'll write about their expertise in space planning and design trends and what to look for in furniture. All the little tiny things that make up all the decisions within your day on how it is that you do business well are ripe for writing about. And it's beautiful from the perspective that it it helps people envision what you might do for them, but it also feeds the search engine beast. You're using the words that other people who might be looking for that same service are going to be searching for. I always get very excited when I look at the organic search results of any of my clients, and the first is usually them. The second is what they do, and Mm -hmm. that is usually a party in Fresh Figs Marketing Mm -hmm. because you are showing, you're using those wonderful, rich keywords about the things that you do when people don't even know about you and you're rising in that search. Absolutely. Okay, so what else should people be thinking about if they're trying to come up with good, rich content for their blog? Well, there's also the idea of repeat customers and referrals. So I caution people in thinking that, well, these people have already worked with me, so they don't need to hear this all again. You showing them constantly that you are still out there, that you're still doing the same kind of good work that you did for them, keeps them top of mind for if they ever want to call you again, or they are gonna be referring you out. One of the best things, it feels good for your customers to give your name out to somebody Mm -hmm. else, and if they've had such a positive experience. So they have a friend who is experiencing this pain point. You've now written about it. Your customer has seen it. They share it with their friend saying, hey, Mm -hmm. they're still doing this well, and now you have this problem. You should call them. Absolutely. I, I often refer to that as scripting your customers or your referral partners. When For most of us, when we start our businesses, we have a network of, of people that love us customers, friends, and they genuinely want to help us. And by having a, as you said, this wonderful rich blog, you have given them the tools they need to share the love, to really pass on more information. And I also find sometimes that an objection to blogging is no one cares about what I talk about. But your customers do care about you if you've left with a good they've left with a good experience from you but if it's 10 years from now that they're going to need your service again and they haven't heard from you for 10 years you are leaving this wonderful blank space for your competitors to come in and be a bright shiny object so if you just you can think of blogging as a way to be connecting with your customers over and over again with things that they're going to be interested in. Mm-hmm. So maybe they love working with you not because not just because you did a good job, but they love you mm-hmm. and the people in your office. So you can be writing about your company personality. 
you can be telling the stories of your employees or highlighting new employees. You're a wonderful example of this because you highlight your office cats. It's a very large part of the personality of Round Peg and your customers care. And, and, and there's the cat. And there's the cat saying hello, <laughs> making sure that we've heard him in this conversation. Exactly. And another thing to think about is that blogging is not about buy, buy, buy. Unless you are having a wonderful sale on something and there's a reason to make a purchase or to hire you immediately, that's not what this is about. This is developing a relationship over time. So when your customer is ready to buy or to hire, you are the person that they go to. They, you've established trust, brand recognition, loyalty, and a really good feeling about who your company is. And, you know, I think particularly in businesses where it's, you're being hired for subject matter expertise in industries where there's lots of regulations. You know, I think about insurance or legal or tax right now. With so many changes, being perceived as the person who knows what's going on is hugely beneficial. Absolutely. But then there's also, if someone, if you sell shoes, and your target market is people who want the trendiest styles, mm -hmm. you can be talking about the styles of shoes that are coming out. And you and in that intermix can be these shoes are for sale, mm -hmm. but it's really going to be more about educating them about why they would want to continue buying shoes through you. Awesome. Okay. Um, I cannot believe how the time has flown it is by. Amazing. <laughs> Last tip if there's one more thing that you want people to think about as they're mapping out their blog, you will find so much advice on how often you should blog. Um, and I, I feel that how often you should blog is determined by how you can do it, how well you can do it. Mm. So if you can only push out one blog a month, but it is so powerful, then that's what you do. You just start there. It gets easier and easier. I, then my second tip is to create a calendar. So you know, decide what you can do well. Fill out a calendar saying, I'm going to blog on these days, or I need blogs for these days, and come up with your topics ahead of time. It's so much easier to sit down to write when you know what you're going to write about. Mm -hmm. If you need a blog on Tuesday and you have no idea what you're going to say, you're most likely not going to have a blog on Tuesday. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> if people want to read your blog and keep up with your adventures... And I know you're laughing because you're busy these days, yes, yes. but where should they go to find out more about you? You can visit freshfigsmarketing.com. And yes, that is the fruit, the fig, freshfigsmarketing.com. And I talk a lot about marketing strategy and content development there. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to know more about marketing topics such as blogging and social media, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.